The Mid-America Music Festival is back, bigger and better than ever for 2021. Rocking Northern Missouri with Autograph, Slaughter, and Great White. Plus the 90 Days Band, Friday, July 16th at Black Silo Winery in Trenton, Missouri. Gates open at 3. Concert starts at 445. Tickets, camping, food trucks, and more. Information online at midamericamusic.com. Midamericamusic.com. Autograph. Slaughter. Great White. The 2021 Mid-America Music Festival. Friday, July 16th. Presented by CFM Insurance. Grab your friends and get your tickets now at midamericamusic.com. Midamericamusic.com. What's up? This is Joey Allen from Warrant, and you are on the road to rock. Turn it up. We roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You are now on the road to rock, powered by the Great American Sports Network. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Schweitzer. It will forever be known as the summer that we returned to rock. Welcome to On the Road to Rock with Clint Schweitzer. It is such a pleasure to have you guys along. It has been just a tremendous summer so far. Just back from my first live gig in almost eight months, uh, saw Sticks and Collective Soul here at the Lake of the Ozarks, Ozarks Amphitheater. What a show it was. There were threats of rain. I think people were really scared about the weather. All over the Midwest, there were just giant threats of rain, and there was not one drop. Got so lucky. It was a perfect night, like 82 degrees, down here in the Lake of the Ozarks, which is just beautiful and a a tremendous venue. And if you want to check out uh, my review of that, you can go to our website, which is uh, roadtorockpodcast.com. As always, we appreciate having you along and on the road to rock with me as this summer of rock is continuing in a big way. And I don't remember a time ever in the history of this show where we've been more prolific with regards to interviews. And for those that know me, that's been the really antithesis of what this show is about. It's why I started this podcast. I wanted to interview and I wanted to hear the stories and I wanted to really delve in with so many artists that I revered and have since I was a kid. And uh, this is absolutely one of those occasions as none other than Rick Allen from Def Leppard will be joining me on this podcast uh, to talk about his uh, special uh, appearances he's going to be making July 10th and 11th at Whitworth Galleries to celebrate his newest works. Um, One of his new paintings is uh, Wings of Hope 2021. And also he has a Legends series painting uh, which is of Eddie Van Halen, which is tremendous. For those that don't realize, Rick Allen is, in fact, uh, an artist, and he's been really into art and photography his whole life. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into Def Leppard announcing and uh, postponing the stadium tour with Motley Crue another year, kind of what it went into that. And um, also, Def Leppard has unveiled a new box set for the sort of the, the third box set, which is uh, sort of the uh, 2000s phase of their career. So go to DefLeopard.com. You can check that out. Rick Allen, just one of the nicest guys in rock. There's no question. I've met him before uh, on the road with Def Leppard. And this is a huge one for us because we've already, we've had Vivian Campbell on the show. We've had Phil Collin. We've had Joe Elliott. 
Um, so to be able to have Rick Allen join us, now we're just going to need Rick Savage at some point to complete uh, complete the five. So this is tremendous. This is the kind of guests that you're going to get on this show, and that's what we want to roll out kind of all fall, uh, all summer and fall long, and that's what's going to be the case. I have so many interviews in the can. I'm going to be out on the road traveling for a lot of the month of July, so a lot of the interviews you hear have already been recorded, and I wanted to do that on purpose, knowing that I was going to be unavailable for uh, some of those uh, days in July to record. So I've recorded months and months worth of interviews. It has been tremendous, and we thank you so much for supporting it. Um, again, the website is roadtorockpodcast.com. If you want to uh, check out these interviews in video format, I would implore you to, of course, like us on Facebook. We always put up a snippet and our YouTube channel, which is now under one media banner. It is Starcade Media. That is the name of our YouTube channel, Starcade Media. That's where all of our um, interviews will be housed in video form, and then you can go get those. If you subscribe, it'll give you a notification. And of course, the podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Just uh, hit that subscribe button. It always helps us. Without further ado, we want to take you right after this to our interview with none other than Def Leppard drummer Rick Allen. Live music is back with this year's Mid-American Music Festival presented by CFM Insurance July 16th through the 18th at the Black Silo Winery in Trenton, Missouri. See Great White, Slaughter and Autograph July 16th. Granger Smith featuring Earl Dibbles Jr., Morgan Evans, Danielle Bradbury, Travis Marvin, and more July 17th at the Mid-American Music Festival. Purchase your tickets and see the complete lineup at midamericanmusic.com. That's midamericanmusic.com. Hello, Rick. And how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, man. What's up? This is awesome. Really appreciate you hopping on today. This is such a pleasure, man. How's everything been going? Yeah, good. I've been very busy, believe it or not. Um, I just did my first in-person uh, art shows down in Southern Florida. That was, um, that was pretty interesting. You know, I think people were really, really hungry to get out there and, and, and do something. And I'm glad I could be part of it, you know? Well, that's awesome. And you've got more coming up. There's more where that came from as, uh, I know you're going to be uh, out and about kind of on the East Coast coming up here in July, man. This is just so tremendous. And Rick, honestly, as I've had a chance to kind of peruse through your artwork, I, I'm really touched by it. I think that when you look at your stuff, the first thing I think of is just symbols of hope, positive things. It gives off positive vibes. I think, you know, a good work of art should elicit a certain response. In this case, a very positive one, man. I really like what you do, my friend. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I like when people, you know, there's a, an emotional sort of component to it. And, you know, I, I actually really love finding out what it is that people love about it. And it normally uh, lines up with what my intention was in the first place. So it's it's, it's really cool. I, uh, as someone that's kind of, um, you know, I'm, I, I consider myself kind of a seasoned traveler. I go a lot of places and, and cover a lot of events and concerts and sporting events and things like that. And seeing a lot of this, it just like you have a Route 66 painting. There's something about that that just reminds me of some of those endless road trips from the Midwest to the West Coast. And <laughs> I, I just, I really, I really like this. And so where, where did this kind of passion, where does this kind of stem from for you, man? How did, how did this kind of manifest itself for you? Well, I, I started out, uh, I was, I was really into art when I was a kid. And then I, I discovered uh, photography and music and, um, and then when my youngest was born, uh, you know, she's, she's 10 now, uh, we started painting together and it kind of reignited my passion for, for, for painting. 
So, um, and then when I got involved with Wentworth Gallery, um, it, it, it just really opened up the horizon for me. And um, that's when I embarked upon doing all the legend series, which, you know, these, these are all, these are all incredible musicians that, that inspired me, you know, when I was growing up and I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if, uh, if I hadn't encountered them. Uh, and your latest one was uh, Eddie Van Halen, which is very uh, appropriate, obviously, uh, having lost him, you know, in, in the past year, which is seems unbelievable almost now. It still seems kind of surreal. Um, just talk about that painting and what it means to you and kind of what what Eddie's playing meant to you, because something kind of subtle. And I think you see this in a lot of your legends work is that, you know, it's, it's a black and white. Uh, it's a black and white. And then you have one little suggestion of color, which, of course, is the the Frankenstrat guitar in this case that you see just the corner of that's subtle, but it's something that I think it's really cool. So kind of talk about that and, and uh, what uh, Eddie kind of meant to you there. Well, interestingly enough, um, 1978, my, my, uh, my best friend, he called me, uh, he lived a few, uh, a few houses up from where I, where I grew up. And he said, I've got this record I want to play to you. So uh, I went over and he played me uh the Van Halen, uh, the first Van Halen record for the first time. And I was just completely blown away. I'd never heard playing like it in my life. Um, and then uh, two months later, Van Halen were coming through uh, through my hometown um, with uh, Black Sabbath. Uh, but quite honestly, Van Halen owned the show that night. Um, you know, Black Sabbath, you could, I'd seen him many times, but you could start and see the wheels come off. Hmm. And, um, you know, whereas Van Halen, they were kind of on this upward sort of trajectory. Um, and they set the bar pretty high, you know. And then um, in 91, I settled in uh, California. And uh, it just so happened that my neighbor was uh, Steve Lukather uh, with Toto. And we got to know each other pretty good. And um, he called me one night and he said, oh, we're having a get together. You know, do you want to do you want to come and hang out? I'm like, yeah, of course. He said, I want to introduce you to a really good friend of mine, a guy called uh, Eddie Van Halen. So I, I went down there. I was pretty starstruck, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I, I got to meet him and he was very unassuming. Uh, you wouldn't think he did what he did for a living. You know what I mean? So um it, it kind of came full circle to me being, you know, that, that, that kid growing up and, and, and being inspired. So, you know, I, I felt the best way to pay homage to him was, was really to paint him and, you know, really acknowledge uh, his family and the, the pain that they must have been going through and obviously his fans. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was my main reason for painting Eddie was uh, just because I looked up to him so much. Uh, that's tremendous. And to me, it seems like maybe in a roundabout way that uh, that your art is sort of a, kind of an all encompassing sort of brings your life full circle in a lot of ways, because there's a lot of messages of, of determination and hope. And you see a lot of symbology that that kind of, you know, that kind of shows that. I mean, do you, do you kind of view it that way? Because I see a lot of, you know, you see a lot of the British, the British flag, the Union Jack flag, you see a lot of the stars and stripes of the United States flag. Does that kind of take you back to your to your roots and sort of your your a lifetime of world travel and going through so much that you have? Do you do you see a lot of that in your work? I, I, I do. Uh, you know, it was sort of 
before I ever came to the States. Uh, the first time I came to the States was in 1980. So all my life experience before that was all based around, you know, my experience growing up in England. And, and, and then obviously coming to the States, um, the States gave me uh, so much freedom uh, in terms of, you know, I mean, it launched, it really launched our, our career as a, as a band, Def Leppard. Um, so, you know, my allegiance is really not only to, to, to England where I grew up, but, uh, you know, to, to America where I was, I was given the opportunities that uh, not too many other people get. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I want to let people know that are um, kind of on the East Coast there where you'll be. It's Saturday, July 10th at the Boardwalk Atlantic City and then uh, Sunday, July 11th at King of Prussia Mall in uh, King of Prussia, Prussia, PA. Rick, whenever you encounter people, when you're at these kind of whenever you did the one that you just did, I mean, what what what's the crowd like? Are there people that come in there and they just look at and appreciate what, what you're doing? Are there, are there a lot of Def Leppard fans that, that just kind of want to come see you and what you've done? What's the crowd and the reception been like when you, when you meet with people at these events? It's very diverse, actually. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of Def Leppard fans show up. Um, and, you know, in the past, I'd always, uh, I always made a point uh, to say hello to everybody because, you know, some people were there and they just wanted a photograph or they wanted an autograph and they just wanted to, you know, just say hi. Um, you know, and obviously there are going to be some people that, that are not necessarily going to be buying art. Um, but um, this last one that we did, um, I, I took time out to, to, you know, do pictures, do photographs with everybody that, 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 that was there purely just to say hello. But obviously my main focus has to be on the people that are you know that are buying the art yes um but but if people come you know um i'm i'm there and i'll i'll definitely say hi you know <laughs> well rick you've always been just tremendous with fans um so def leppard this is probably i mean i can't imagine another time in, in history that you guys have taken two years off but here we are in the crazy world we live in two years the stadium tour kind of gets pushed back are you Glad in a way this gives you an opportunity to really dial in with, with your art and to, to work on other things. Are you, are you okay with it? Kind of getting pushed back a year? What's. Um, I, I'm in two minds, you know, uh, I, I miss, I miss playing the shows, but uh, it's definitely given me the opportunity to tie up some loose ends uh, here at home. Obviously, you know, I've been spending a lot of, a lot of time working with the art Um I've been helping uh, my wife out with her music. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, there's always stuff to do. Uh, I mean, the last time I took any time off was 2010. So this was a great opportunity for me to kind of do all those things that I, I always wanted to do. So I know it's been terrible for most people, uh, but, but for me, there was definitely a silver lining um, in terms of, you know, just being able to be around the family and just be here at home and doing the things that I wanted to do for myself. Well, it's not all, uh, you know, mum's not the word for uh, the Def Leppard camp. Of course, you guys just released the volume three box set, which is available now. And I think there's going to be four of these. This is a, a tremendous packaging and I want everyone to go to defleppard.com right now. You can get it at least, I mean, having this release come out, I think that's a, that's a really cool thing for the summer. And this is a, it's a really neat item. You can get, uh, you know, get the kind of some vinyl pressings. There's, there's a lot to this box set and there's going to be four of them, as I understand. 
That's that's right. You know, um, again, it's, it's something that we would never necessarily have gotten around to uh, had we not had this time off. And and Joe, Joe in particular, he's he's really he's really into the the detail of it. Um, you know, him sort of remembering when he was growing up and the things that he loved about you know an album cover. A lot of people won't remember what album covers are, uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean everything. Everything we learned about the artists that we we loved, uh, it was basically reading, you know, the vinyl sleeve cover to cover, and um, you know, I, I kind of missed that. So, so this is an attempt to to kind of bring that back a little bit. Well, it just seems to me like just uh, because I've seen Def Leppard live so many times in the last twenty years that the trajectory of the band has only been going up from the release of Euphoria to where we're at today. I think I saw you guys at the Missouri State Fair in 2000. And in 2022, I'm going to see you guys here at the uh, the baseball stadium here in Kansas City. This is not that Def Leppard ever had to reinvent itself, but you guys have just been on an upward trajectory. You have to be really excited where the band is right now, where the, the viability is as big as it's ever been, even in the heyday of the 80s. It's unbelievable. No, it's, it's, it's true. Um, and the demographic just keeps getting bigger and bigger, you know, uh, younger people getting on board and discovering us, whether that's because their parents were huge Def Leppard fans, I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, it, it, it seems the further into our career we, we, we get, you know, this Indian summer kind of gets longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, it, it absolutely does. I mean, when, when you guys come out for that, that first show and, and, and things get going in the next summer. I mean, do, what's it going to mean to you personally? Are you, will you ever take for granted being on a stage again? I don't think so. Um, you know, I'm not going to be doing this forever. And um, I think, you know, it's interesting. People ask me things like, uh, you know, oh, you know, do you mind if I bother you? Uh, am I <laughs> bothering you? And I'm like, well, no, I mean, you know, it's when people stop asking you. That, that's when you've got real problems. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I, I figure, I figure, you know, I'm, I'm in this blessed sort of situation uh, with my career. So, the, the, it doesn't take much to make people happy. So, so I'm happy to be that guy. You know. Well. Rick, we're just such a fan of uh, of everything you do, and this artwork is is tremendous. And I hope everybody, you know, will go check it out. And I think, and I, one other thing I wanted to add about that is that you work with the, uh, the there's an organization very near and dear to your heart, which is Wounded Warriors. Talk about how you got involved with them, because I'm a big fan of their, theirs as well. And you kind of you do a lot of work with them. What's what's that been like for you? Oh, fantastic! Well, myself and my wife, we put Raven Drum together uh, in 2002. And uh, we work with all different parts of the population. Then in, in 2006, I visited uh, Walter Reed Army Medical Center in the DC area. And I, you know, I, was, really, I was really taken back. I, was, I saw a lot of suffering, but I also saw a lot of hope. And um, when I got back to the hotel, I got really upset, called, called my wife up and I said, you know, we really need to focus more on our wounded warriors. And as you know, I suffer from PTSD myself. So it was kind of a, it was a perfect match because I saw some of the traits. I saw uh, some of the more destructive uh, traits. Um, I saw some of the triggers in, you know, in other people. So um, 
Yeah, we just we we set up uh, Project Resiliency, and and it's been so rewarding, you know, being of service and being able to give back in that way. And um, through the years, you know, I've met a lot of uh, people uh, from Wounded Warrior Project. So you know, that's just it's it's just it's part of my life. I know. You know, I know so many warriors that, that, that I keep in touch with on a daily basis. So it's just one of those things that's very rewarding to me. That means so much. That's awesome and so well said. And just helping, having an avenue for, uh, for people to cope in general. We've learned over the last year that, uh, you know, PTSD, mental health, things need to be taken very seriously, even in the midst of pandemics and things like that. So that's tremendous. Rick, I got to get you out of here, man. But before we do, we got to hit you with our final four drum roll, four quick questions, fun ones, and you just give us whatever comes to mind. Sound good? Uh, yeah. What is the last concert that you attended as a fan before oh, well, COVID, I guess? <laughs> if uh, you can last, remember. <laughs> yes, I can. Allman Betts Band, uh, 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 Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Bowl. Um, it was actually their first concert and, uh, I actually got to know, uh, all of them really well. So, uh, we keep in touch to this day. That is tremendous. Uh, I love that. Do you have, or did you have, or, or do you currently have a, a favorite artist or style of art that you kind of prefer outside of, of your own realm? Well, I, I just started working with a good friend of mine of 30 years, a guy called, uh, DJ Ravi Drums and, uh, yeah. We, we just did a we just did a, a, an event uh, down in Tampa. Um, it's basically uh, electronic dance music and pop music and rock music in a mashup sort of sense. And then the two of us both play uh, live drums over the top of it, which is really it's really exciting. Um, if people go to my Instagram uh, Instagram, uh, um, it's a Rick Allen Live. They go to Rick Allen Live. There's a few posts up there. Uh, just just simple posts you know from a from a from a phone but they'll kind of get an idea of uh, of what i've been doing with ravi yeah and i can see him right here on rickallen.com slash artists so both places and this is tremendous stuff it's very it's like I, this is like album cover worthy I, to me some of this stuff it's just it's really trippy i love it um cool. question three in the last year of course we you know there's been a lot of a lot of lockdowns, a lot of things, uh, you know, where you has kept people at home. Are there any shows or shows, you know, on streaming that you've had a chance to catch up on or binge or any that you've dare to mention? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, The Expanse. I got into The Expanse. Okay. Cool, uh, science fiction. Um, yeah, I like science fiction because I can kind of check out, you know what I yeah. mean? And uh, not, not, not have to worry about the news cycle for a little while. You know? I like that. <laughs> That's always a good thing. What is uh, final question? The la the first album that you remember buying with your own money? Oh wow! It was actually a single. I, I couldn't afford to buy albums in those days. <laughs> um, the first record I ever bought was uh, Norman Greenbaum, "Spirit in the Sky." That's all. I wow. That's a great, so that's one of my favorite songs. That's tremendous. Rick, you are uh, so tremendous. Thank you so much for the time today, my friend. Uh, best of luck, continued um, health and happiness, man. We will see you next summer uh, out on the road and uh, hopefully along the way, some more uh, some more art exhibits as well, man. We got to get you, get you to the Midwest to do some of these, man. I'd love that. I'd love that, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rick. Take care. Right. Have a good day. You too. All right.
that was surreal in many ways to catch up with Rick Allen. Uh, Def Leppard has been, you know, one of my favorite bands my whole life, and uh, his story is so inspirational, all that he went through losing his arm. Of course, um, in the uh, early 80s, making a triumphant return to the band, and he, you know, he laid it out there. He's very honest that he suffers from PTSD from that accident, and he does a lot of great work with Wounded, the Wounded Warriors Project, with regards to raising money and awareness for wounded warriors that suffer from uh, not only injuries but PTSD and ways for people to get help and to get uh, you know treatment for the mental side, which is very important. Rick's just an all-around great guy, a tremendous drummer, and can't thank him enough for being a part of On the Road to Rock this week. We have so many interviews piled up. Guys, I can just run through some of the ones that are going to be coming up here. Just got uh, done doing an interview with Johnny Rod from Wasp. He's always a very important guest here on this podcast uh, as his interview that I did with him back in 2015 was one of the biggest ones I've ever done for some really crazy reasons. And we'll talk about that later. We've got interviews with Mark Slaughter, uh, Mark Kendall from Great White, as I'm going to be at the Mid-American Music Festival here in Trenton, Missouri, just about an hour, hour and a half north of Kansas City, July 16th. Go to midamericanmusic.com. You can get information. It's going to be Great White. It's going to be Slaughter and Autograph on the Friday edition for you rockers. And you can use promo code ROCK for 10% off tickets. Hope that you will do that. You heard the commercials here in the uh, throughout the show. So Mid-American Music Festival, can't wait to be a part of that next month. That's going to be one of the places I will be on the road traveling to. So we've got those big interviews coming up. Uh, talked about Johnny Rod. There's going to be Tim Ripper Owens. Uh, coming up. So there's so much going on, so much excitement. And a lot of these artists are so glad to be back uh, doing what they love to do, playing live. Uh, PJ Farley's another one uh, from Trickster going to be coming up. So guys, thank you so much for being on the road to rock. We will catch you next week. And as always, we will look forward to it.